Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. My name is Kaylee. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Um, Today I am joined by a very special guest and an exciting topic. I can't wait to chat about this. So today we're joined by Rosalind Fung, who is a visionary business coach, Akashic life and soul coach. She's a speaker, a two-time best-selling author, former psychologist and a mastermind facilitator on the topics of leadership, self-love, mastering your energy, money mindset, attraction marketing, and soulful selling. She also has a podcast called Activate Your Soulgasmic Business with light language meditations. And she combines the power of neuroscience, psychology, spirituality, and marketing to be and do and have a life and business that you love. I love that. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks, love. Awesome. And just to get started, can you tell listeners, I guess, in your own words, a little bit about your journey and what brought you to do this work that you do today? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we only have 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll start with back in 2008. uh, I personally was struggling with food and body image. Um, And I was, I got into bodybuilding, I was competing in figure, um, which is like a more, more muscle than a bikini model, less than uh, an actual bodybuilder. So um, on this day and stage, I had my perfect fitness model physique. And I came in last place. And I thought, okay, I worked so hard to be here and it just all fell apart because if I had my perfect body and on the outside, everything looked just as quote unquote perfect. I was a psychologist that just started my private practice, uh, something I also worked long and hard for. Um, I was a second degree black belt in karate and a role model to kids, teens and adults. And I was, and still am, happily married to my husband at that point in time for three years. So picture perfect life. <clears throat> but behind closed doors was a different story. I was stuck in this cycle of uh, food restriction and then binge eating, feeling guilty, beating myself up, and then purging through over exercising. So I know that your audience is very much women, so is mine. I know that many women can relate to this struggle with food and body image. And so that led to a breakdown Uh, after that competition. And most of us know a breakdown leads to a breakthrough. So another word for that is spiritual awakening. Um, As a therapist, I was learned to 
um, I was led to learn about Haikomi, which is this method that means how do I stand in relationship with myself and how do I stand in relationship with others? So it's a method, a mindfulness method that combines uh, psychology, neuroscience, and this thing at this time called spirituality. It was like, I don't really know what that is. And of course, uh, when you're learning something, you cannot not do your own work. So I learned that I was unconsciously operating from this belief that I am valued in my doingness. So my status, my achievements, my um, awards, rather than my beingness, who I am and my doingness never felt enough. So I was like, oh, no wonder I'm an overachiever, a perfectionist and this super hardcore type A personality. And I was kind of like, well, no pain, no gain and uh, I'll rest when I'm dead. So that was that was the energy. It's very masculine. And I learned how to come home to myself. I learned how to slow down. I learned how to embrace perfectly imperfects. I got certified in Haikomi. Uh, and then I also got certified in eating psychology. And that led to me running many transformational groups uh, with women and men who were former versions of myself struggling with disordered eating such as I had. And uh, fast forward to 2014, I became the first psychologist in our province to create an online program, which you're in a licensed profession, you can appreciate how much red tape that is. And I knew that it would be possible because there were other psychologists, just not in our province who have done it. I figured it out and uh, that led to even more doors opening, first international speaking gig, magazine cover. And I just, it was just all this stuff that opened up. And so in that journey, I, um, I love, I'm obsessed with personal and spiritual development myself. And so um, fast forward to about six years ago, I was in a personal development course, wanted to work on my money mindset. I was like, all right, how do I charge like 10K programs? And I'm still a psychologist at this point. And, um, and so my accountability buddy, you, you are, um, so this is through integrity seminars, which is here in Edmonton, Alberta, um, very powerful courses that they offer. Um, you blindfoldedly, uh, find your accountability by, by well, everything is energy, right? Energy doesn't lie. And the universe really brings you what you ask for. And my accountability buddy was a seven figure award winning business coach. You can't make that stuff up. So uh, we did, we're there for our own stuff. We became really good friends. Fast forward, I hired her as my very first business coach. And that was about four and a half years ago. Started my own self love coaching business. Uh, and I'm a speaker as well. And I would speak and a lot of entrepreneurial women would say, Hey, I love what you've done in your business. Can you help me get out of my way, show up and create a business in life that I love? I'm like, yeah, that's fun. So <laughs> fast forward, I've shifted more to <clears throat> becoming a business coach this past year. I'm always, always uh, ascending. And so it was this list with COVID. It was like, all right, let's explore more of who I am. And I came home deeper to aspects of myself that I have have never reached before on a spiritual level. And um, that was the beauty of, of COVID. <clears throat> and so 
Um, now I've also become much more intuitive. Uh, I'm an Akashic Records reader as well, which means I can access, basically I'm a psychic, I can access God consciousness and access people's angels and give them guidance. And um, that's my journey. And a huge part of it is when I work with my um, clients who are mostly coaches, healers, lightworkers, leaders, um, women who are on a soul-led mission, um, they really struggle with client attraction and selling. And we can, I mean, we could jab about that, but like, it's all about money mindset. It's all about your relationship with money. And I'm sure Kaylee, you really see that as well. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And I love that, that whole journey and how it kind of all um, unfolded for you and, and very relatable. Like you said, women going through those struggles very similarly with, with body image and things like that. That was actually my last podcast was specifically about that. So really important to talk about and, and that, um, us being valued in our doing and, and not necessarily in just our being like, I think that too, as women professionals and entrepreneurs and just high achievers, it's this go, go do, do, And you need to have this list of things you've done as part of your self-worth or, or something, you know, that, that that's how you almost grade yourself internally, which that's not the way it should and and needs to be. So I, I love that. I love that you share that. Um, and then, so let's talk about money mindset. Cause I really wanted to really dive deep into that topic with you. I think it's so important um, with what I do because I get to see day to day how everyone's has a different money mindset. And it's very interesting as I see meet with my clients and, you know, we come up with plans and, and all that stuff, but really kind of as you get to know them more and, and kind of seeing what other layers there are to that. And I think money mindset is such a big part of it because you can see how certain people really succeed in the money game. And some people seem like they're just not where they want to be. So can you tell us a bit about, you know, what is money mindset? Yeah, absolutely. That, and I actually want to just re, um, I didn't say this, but my mission is my pain turned to my purpose. And that's usually where our purpose comes from is from our pain. And now it's all about be, do, have. So be who you are, fully expressed, unapologetically show up uh, so that you can create and do life and business from this place and have all all that you want and desire. And so money mindset is really all about being, it's an attitude. It's a, it's, it's your relationship with money and it's how you go into relationship with money do you go into it from a place of lack of fear this love hate push pull relationship this like i don't deserve it i'm not worthy of it or oh i feel salesy and if i ask for money think people are gonna think i'm greedy um you know a lot of my clients when they first come see me they're like totally undercharging or giving their services away for free and um of course that will lead to no business and burnout so that's not a win-win situation um and when it comes to or like do you go into your relationship with money with respect with gratitude with courage with um hmm, being in this energy of expansion with money not from a place of i need more i need more i need more uh but from a place of ha i get to play with you money i get to expand i get to feel into 
what is possible? The more money I have, the more good I can do with it. Let's see how I can play with you, right? And when we're really in this, this is truly abundance. This is truly being in this rich place with money. And it really isn't about, I mean, it is, but it's not about the dollar amount and how much you have in your bank accounts. It starts from inside. Richness and wealth is an inside out job. Yes. I love that. It's an inside out job. Okay. Let's remember that. That's key. <laughs> Can you talk then a bit about like, what about like the limiting beliefs that we have? Cause I think some people aren't even aware of them. Um, and, and they can be picked up along the way. Like it's, it's from, you know, as early as probably us growing up and, and seeing what our parents are doing. So how can we become maybe aware of some of those limiting beliefs, even if we think we're fine, but the, the money's not coming in, like we would want it to, maybe there are still some limiting beliefs that we're not aware of. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's a very powerful question because in general, in order to change something that isn't serving and supporting you, then we need, need to first be aware. We need to be aware of what are our thoughts around this? What are our feelings around this? And so um, how you'll discover your limiting beliefs is, well, results, you know, your life is based on results. So look at right now, how do you go into relationship with money? Is it, how do you feel about money? Do you cringe? Do you feel uncomfortable? Um, if you're in business, do you feel uncomfortable asking for the sale? Mm, what are your behaviors around money? Um, and are they serving and supporting you or are they holding you back? So some of the, the beliefs that might hold you back you know, do you find yourself saying, I can't afford that? Yeah. Uh, do you find yourself saying that's too expensive? Or, oh, it must be nice that those people have money. Um, do you find yourself saying things that are more like, you know, that's nice for them, but it's not for me? Or I can't ask for that. I can't charge that much. Like, I can't, that's, ugh. I can't ask for that much money. Who's going to pay for me? Like, who's going to pay me for my services at that much money. You know, I went through that as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> what you need to teach. And um, those are just some of the things. I'll like, and, and so we need to look back at our own personal history and look at how, how did I grow up? Like, what did I see in my own family system? And a lot of us have had trauma around money. I mean, money is like one of the number one things that break up relationships. And so we, as children, when we're born into the world, we form our core beliefs up until the age of eight. And those are, are those become our subconscious core beliefs. And so for myself, I'll share personally, my dad is an accountant, very uh, good with money, very reasonable with money. He came from a middle-class family. My mom uh, grew up with seven other siblings, farm family. My parents are both born in Hong Kong. And so um, very much feast and famine mentality. And so what I watched growing up was uh, dad would spend money on something 
and it wasn't something lavish or, you know, but it may not been a necessity. Um, and my mom would get really upset with him for spending money on something that wasn't a necessity. And if it wasn't on sale, oh, you heard about it. So <laughs> what was, um, and I, you know, I watched this. And so when I remember when I was like 20 years old, I was still a student. I was working with autistic children, so I was being paid. And um, I remember I bought my first pair of like, well, probably not my first pair of jeans, but a pair of jeans. And they were $20. And I remember feeling so guilty for buying these pair of jeans. And I'm like, huh, why do I feel so guilty? Like, what is this about? And I'm like, whose voice is that? And it was my mom's. It, it was, it, I felt guilty because I didn't buy these jeans on sale. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And I consciously interrupted that pattern. I consciously, and I don't remember if I said it out loud at that point in time, but that's been very a very profound moment of when I became even more aware of my relationship with money. And I literally said, it's okay, Roz. I said this to myself, you can totally own these jeans. You don't have to wait for a sale. These jeans make you feel good. You worked for them. You get to use your money the way you want to. And really had to reprogram myself a lot around money mindset. So coming back to, I could jam a lot about this and I do go deeper into my own money courses around this, but it is really about being aware of what did you grow up with in terms of money? How did you see money? And then what money behaviors and habits do not serve and support you and really look underneath of that. And that's not easy because that brings up a lot of discomfort, but the triggers and the discomfort are where the medicine are. That's where your breakthroughs lie. Okay. Yeah. So actually like pausing and it's going to, yeah. So it takes work at the get go. Cause you have to notice it, have the awareness and then interrupt that thought or do some more yeah. work and digging into where is this coming from and, and why I love that. Okay. That and makes sense. Say, like, don't be afraid to reach out to, uh, you know, Kaylee is a financial planner. You guys are amazing. And my husband's a financial planner and I know yeah. how amazing you guys are. Um, just with, it's almost like you get to hold space and give that structure to go, here's how you can home your money. Um, and I'm sure sometimes you probably feel like a coach too, to coach yeah. people around their relationship with money. Um, that's really important. And, and so I'm going to say to the audience, don't be afraid to reach out to a professional who has expertise um, with regards to money to teach you and coach you around that. And, um, you know, um, uh, it's really important to explore the emotions you have around money because there's lots of behaviors around money that are not serving and supporting and are really driven from emotions of lack, of fear, of of um, not worthy enough. And when we really deal with the roots of those, everything gets a shift. Your relationship with money gets to be abundant and the results show up 
exactly matching that. We manifest when our subconscious mind, our subconscious thoughts match our, sub, our conscious thoughts. That's how we manifest results that we desire. But we also manifest results we don't desire because the subconscious always will win out the conscious thoughts. Even though you want to win a million dollars or earn a million dollars, if you keep self-sabotaging, that's because there's a subconscious belief around you not, for example, uh, feeling worthy enough or deserving enough to have a million dollars or more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do we like explore those emotions then? So it's that awareness, but how can we go a little bit deeper in that exploration? So for me, when I work with my clients, I still use Haikomi to this day. So I did not mention it. I'm no longer registered. I gave up my license a few years back, which was the scariest, scariest thing I've done in my career. You know, you lose that security, even though it's private practice, but um, that's really like bringing in everything that I have have um, as as my part of my skills in education. So when I work with my clients, our body cannot tell the difference between thinking about something versus being there. So what I mean by that is they may be sharing something around the behavior around money, and I might drop the story and I may have them go into the sensations of their body. So now I'm processing experientially. And oftentimes we're bringing up the subconscious thoughts. So you're conscious the whole time, but the body remembers. The body never forgets. That's where our emotions are stored. That's where our subconscious um, thoughts are stored. And sometimes we're bringing up memories of, oh gosh, I was eight and I was shamed. And it was around some money story okay right and so i go right in there and work with the inner child and things literally shift on a cellular level so it's very powerful that way and then we come back out and we talk about some practical action steps to shift those um that pattern that's no longer serving supporting to one that is and i would say the biggest thing is nothing is good or bad i don't think see things that way at some point, it really did serve and support you. And now these behaviors, because you created them like when you were um, young, right? There's like a life jacket. You, At the core of us, we want to fit in. We want to be loved, safe, and belong. And so we're going to unconsciously, as that child, create strategies to help us fit in and belong in the family. And so it's like creating a life jacket when you were young. But now trying to wear this life jacket as an adult, it's not going to fit so much anymore. So we need to upgrade that. And so we, it's really um, amazing to see these shifts happen on a subconscious level, and then they show up differently. You don't feel the same way. Um, that sense of shame, that sense of unworthiness starts to dissipate because we've shifted things on a subconscious level into a new, I call it next level version of yourself, the version of yourself that knows she's worthy and deserving of a high income and knows that it is safe to have a beautiful, loving, playful relationship with money. We start to live, embody that, and then we show up differently. Money shows up for us and we show up for money. You know, it's, it's really, Money teaches us what, what we need to learn and heal. It's amazing. That's amazing to think, yeah, money that way. Cause it's, it's 
not necessarily something we think has so much meaning and layers to it um, when we're talking about money, but it, it clearly does. And there's a lot more <laughs> underneath. Um, you talk about the, the energy of money. I noticed on your Instagram, can you share a little bit about that? The energy of money and what are some ideas, I guess, for calling in that energy of money? I'm sure. Listeners yeah, know. you bet too. Um, so let's meet, let me move it into this place. So energy is really about emotions in motion. So there is something called the map of consciousness. So I'm going to go a little bit science on on you guys here because there is a science of manifesting um it's not just all woo and oming okay um so on this map of consciousness designed by dr david hawkins he is a physician he was measuring uh or i think he maybe he was a physicist but he was measuring emotions and and that each emotion has a certain caliber when you hear about um oh my gosh those are really bad vibes or you have low vibes you know but you, that's usually means you're a low caliber so the lowest of this um map of consciousness is shame and if you think about it if we think about a shameful experience because we all have had one um also we feel heavy right we feel like we want to contract we want to hide or we right there's all these feelings that are there so that's the lowest vibration. At the highest vibration is uh, enlightenment. Now in the middle, so these are divided in two sections. So low vibrations or force and, and high vibrations or power. And so at the highest of the low vibrations is pride. This is where ego is here. And this is where we're still hiding. We're wearing masks. I have to be like, we look at my story. I have to be perfect. I need to achieve a do, 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 do. You know, I'm trying to please somebody sort of thing, right? Efforting to get love. And the thing, the lowest of the high vibrations is courage. It takes courage to peel off the mask. It takes courage to be vulnerable and look at yourself and all the hard stuff. It takes courage to do the inner heart work. Oh my God, that's the hardest work. That's the hardest work, but it is the most rewarding work. And you start to elevate yourself so that you are literally vibrating more in love, peace and joy and if you look at this map of consciousness this is literally called flow state and so when we apply this to our relationship with money when we are at peace with money when we are in joy with money when we are in love with money it's not this needy state it is this state of money has my back and i always believe that it's here for me because I have trust with money. I have a loving relationship with money. I respect money. And what that might look like behaviorally is you know your expenses, you know your income, you budget, you invest, you do, you have houses for where your money goes as it comes in. You, you can call in money, but first we must do the inner work and learn how to be at peace with money, how to respect money. And that means I'm learning a lot of from our past life, right? Or the our, our, as a little child, what we learned. And so um, when we are in the energy of my, that's really what I mean. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. 
And then if we want to call in more of that, then it, it is staying at those higher vibrational emotions then. Yes, absolutely. Like right now I'll speak really transparently. I'm always about being transparent. Um, I am leveling up. My hope for next year is a million dollar business in profits. Okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, I am willing to invest in a coach who is a million dollar coach who understands the formula, but who also for me needs to resonate with the energy and spirituality. That's really important for me. And my whole point is I'm willing to invest. I'm willing to do the work to the inner work as well as the outer work in order for me to manifest a million dollars. But like money doesn't really mean anything. It's actually really neutral. Okay. With we put and everything is neutral until we put meaning to it. And how do we do that is based on our belief system. So as I'm scaling up, um, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally freaking out. Right. And totally freaking out. And courage is about feeling fear and doing it anyway. And so for me, I know I'm a better leader when I'm also being led. And so I am willing, instead of me thinking that's too much money, um, well, mm, I have the money. Do I, is this a priority for me? Is it a priority for me to create a million dollar business? And then on the root of that, why do I want to create a million dollar business? To me, it means I'm creating even more impact and influence. And, and I know I have a huge soul mission on this earth. I know that I am here to raise uh, uh, the humanity, the, the collective energetically, that I want to leave a legacy uh, behind. And so I want to do my part and my, my soul vision is really big. Uh, and so it's not so much about the dollar amount, but that dollar amount will, you know, result in the, the deeper roots of, of what I truly desire, which is the impacts and the influence. So working through the um, fears is really important and not letting fear stop you. If there's anything, and I'm gonna say this from when I even was fearful of retiring as a psychologist, I was making very good money, six figures, and without trying and not even working full time. Um, and I was so scared to go full in as a self-love coach at that point in time. Holy moly, did all the inner critic stuff come up around, well, um, you know, you're making really good money here. You have two young kids and a family to provide for you. Like, how do you know this is, you're not going to fail? Like, what if you fail? Uh, are you really going to make it? You know, all this, all this noise that happens. And um, another big one was my family. I'm Asian. So we are all about the status. <laughs> and so it's like, well, are you really going to strip yourself from years of education that you worked so hard for and like passing this exam with psychologists and now you're making all those amazing money? Um, and are you really going to do that and risk the disapproval of your Asian parents? That was a really hard one. It was so hard. In fact, I think that was probably the hardest belief I had to move through. And my parents didn't get what I was doing. They're like, are you crazy? Of course they didn't get it. Right. Yeah. And I was, so here's my advice. If you feel the call, you, it, it's like bet on yourself. There's nobody that lives your life. So you got to bet on yourself 
and be surrounded by people who are like-minded, who are where you want to be, who are um, cheering you on, inspiring you, giving you the support to where you want to be because you are the reflection of the five people you hang out with. So who's in your circle? If you are hanging out with naysayers, people who don't believe you, people who are talking about money and like saying how expensive things are, those are not your people. Those are not your people because you will continue to reinforce your limiting beliefs around money. Yeah. And so it is really important, even if you do all this inner work and you surround yourself with naysayers, environment always wins. And so that's really important to, to uh, not only bet on yourself and have belief in yourself, but surround yourself with community. This is why I love running my masterminds because the activations that happen in my container are incredible. And the my clients, the results that they do, like they get, they increase their, their income, they level up their prices and, and their packages, and then they sell high ticketed clients. So it's like incredible to see this. And honestly, I think the power of group sometimes is so much more powerful than just one-on-one -on -one because it's like everybody is in that energy and it's multiplying the love, peace and joy flow state. It's so amazing. Yes. I love that. That's very true. So that being mindful of our environment too, that's part of yes. what's going to help us get there. And the betting on yourself, I love so much because I'm always telling people, you know, the best investment you can make is in yourself. So when it is, yes. you feel that calling and you know, well, you know, but here's the risk and here's that it is that believing in yourself, investing yourself to do, you know, get a, a coach or someone to help you on that path too, that you don't have to do it alone. And mm -hmm. you are such an important investment and the, the best yes. investment you can make that you can achieve that. I love that. Um, is there any sort of, um, I guess, money ma mantras? Like, I think I saw something about that Ooh, on your Instagram, yeah, any that you'd I recommend? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I feel called to also share a little bit to back up because if we're talking about support, many of us are in uh, committed relationships, yeah. uh, married, you know, or common law. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about, about um, how important that is. So, and then we'll go into the money mantras if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. I had that written down as a question too. I was oh, like, perfect. let's talk about partners and how we can do this. Okay, good. <laughs> so, yes. Because okay. I want to say these are things that we do together. That's why I want to tie it in here. So my husband, um, his name is Dan. He is a financial planner. And I think he's been in it as long as you have as well, Kaylee. So it's so beautiful. Uh, and together for fun, we call ourselves pleasure in the bedroom and bank. And so we combine our gifts of him as a financial planner, me as a former, uh, my master's was in marriage and, and, and family therapy. So I combined my, my master's with that. And, this, and we both love to talk about wealth consciousness and money mindset. So one of the things we love to teach others, whether you're a couple or not, because it's really important, like when I mean, money breaks people up and it doesn't have to be that way. It breaks my heart. It's, it's, Whenever we're in conflicts with people, you know, with, and in this case with our partners, it's really getting clear. What is my stuff? What is your stuff? And, and how do we not let it collide? Because when we're talking about money, oh my gosh, we all got so much 
shame around money and beliefs around money that may not be serving supporting and all of a sudden we're like two little kids trying to resolve a big adult issue money <laughs> right and so it's really about being conscious and aware of what like this whole dialogue around what are our limiting beliefs and then having that dialogue with each other and i'm sure you also have those dialogues with your clients when you're you're going through their their yes, vision absolutely. um which is so profound and so one of the dan and i love to create rituals with each other and we and and one of them is called um uh, so one of them is obviously i'm going to talk about money dates but i'll a money date is you get together on purpose with consciousness and intention and you set the environment to be calm and relaxing because money sometimes when we talk about money it's not calm and relaxing you want to create an environment that reflects that right and so it's a re really regular thing we do so that we're checking in on how how is our how are how are our finances doing how are we doing in that relationship with money this is about the respect and part of that is okay um visioning what are we what are we calling in this month or for the next quarter and dan and i will actually write it down on our chalkboard wall in our bedroom it's our vision board we have uh all the different life areas of the life wheel. And of course, one of them is finances. And so we will have mantras. Mantras basically are affirmations. They are um, uh, statements in the affirmative. And it's really important I say the affirmative. We want it to be a positive statement. So um, an example of that is, um, I am calling in um i am calling in a thousand dollar a month clients this month kind of thing right so like getting really specific um we we want to be mindful about what we are um saying in the mantra so the subconscious doesn't hear the negatives so if we want to say i'm going to pay off i'm i'm not going to have debt right the not is not gonna be heard by the subconscious. So all the subconscious hears is debt. So you're gonna accumulate more debt. <laughs> so just be mindful about how you're writing out that statement and then what you're saying for yourself. You could have it more of a feeling. You don't have to have specific, although I think both is nice. I, I have a loving relationship with money. I respect money. I feel peaceful with money that is very important too because when you get triggered because we will around a situation with money like an unexpected expense you know we can get triggered into oh my gosh anxiety oh my gosh how am i going to pay for that and and just panic and then having that mantra can be really helpful in that moment be like i have a peaceful relationship with money and and in that moment, it can come because remember, the body cannot remember, I, I cannot tell the difference between thinking about something versus being there. So if you are focused where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if you're focused on anxiety, how am I going to pay this off? How am I going to, and you're just freaking out, not really going, like figuring it out because you're so stuck in anxiety, your, your whole body is going to go into anxiety. But if you interrupt that pattern and go, hmm. I am in a peaceful relationship with money or 
what's maybe likely in that transition is I'm in the process of having a peaceful relationship with money. I am in the process of having a peaceful relationship with money. That would be an amazing time right there to say that statement so that literally you're reminding yourself, oh yeah, this is where my attention's going. This is a great time to practice being in a peaceful relationship with money. Once you're calmer, you're because when you're freaking out and you're feeling anxious or shame or one of those lower vibration emotions, which are all healthy, by the way, no emotions is bad. It's, it depends on how we deal with it. That makes it healthy or unhealthy. Okay. So once our, our emotional brain comes down and those who are watching this, you'll see I'm touching back my head because that's where it is. Our, I'm now I'm touching my forehead, our, our conscious brain, our logical brain, which is sitting, sitting here is going to come back online, right? We're no longer in fight, flight, or freeze mode. We are calmer. Now we can come back online. Okay, let's figure this out structurally. How are we going to make this work with this situation? You know, again, I'm having a peaceful relationship with money. I respect money. Let's look at money. Let's not, we're not here to fear money, right? And so we may, this is where we may talk to our financial advisor, our financial coach, <laughs> be like, okay, here's the situation, right? Because sometimes when you're, okay, I was going to say all the time, when we're in our own stuff, we can't see the forest from the trees. Yeah. So this is why it's really, really precious and very powerful to have a an expert um, uh, on your side and walking you through because you can't see it when you're so emotional. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So that's... Um, that's that's what I want to say to the mantras. <laughs> yes, those are amazing. I, I love those. I hope, yeah, listeners, I'm sure they're going to take those and, and we can start implementing those right away. Absolutely. That's going to make a shift. Um, I guess just to be mindful of time, is there any sort of last things you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. I'm assuming that the links are going to be in the show notes and things like that. But uh, as we are promoting here, I just I want to say that um, or, or sharing this here, and I'm assuming that it's going to come out this month. It's my yes. birthday month, August Yay. 7th. So what are we August 4th today? So three more days. And I'm doing a birthday celebration. Um, I have my money mindset course. And uh, I'm packaging it up with my sacred sales uh, manifesting money uh, meditations. So um, those of you who really are wanting to more mantras, I actually have meditations that will support you in embodying a more loving, peaceful, safe relationship with money. So the value of this, if I was to uh, sell this is $88 with the workshop and the meditations, but because I'm turning 40, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I always, it's tradition for me to sell what my a program that I choose, one of my courses at the age I turn. So I am selling this at 40 bucks. So that's the special promo that I'm having for the month of August. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so people can August. grab that um, okay. once August 7th comes. It's uh, my Instagram is Bold Sexy Warrior and it'll be all over there. Facebook, okay. Raglan Fun Coaching, Bold Sexy Warrior. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll include all your links in the show notes as well. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, Perfect. thank you so much. Awesome. I was just going to say, and if nobody wants to purchase anything yet, that is cool. I've got tons of money mindset stuff on YouTube. So 
Yes. Yes. Check it out. Yeah. You have amazing videos. I was watching them. I love all that stuff and it's, we can learn so much from this. So I highly recommend people go check that out. (laughs) I love sharing. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. And we will catch you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in everyone. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.